I liked this movie. This movie was bad. I did not like this movie. Movie bad. Bad movie. I loved this movie. Fuck this movie. I really did not like this movie. Oh no! Don't ruin the movie for me! I loved this movie. The movie was good. Alright, I just want to warn you, spoiler alert. And we are live. Hello. Yes, although I do notice that you, or I just noticed that you say we're live, even though it's not a live show. Well, we're live recording. That's like we're, we're recording in the moment now, which is live, but the people will listen, oh, God. and it won't be live. Yeah. Anyway, this is Spoiler Alert, a uh, moving picture podcast where we talk about movies and fast cars and familia. Uh, I'm your host, Eric, joined to my right today by my other co-host, Nick. That's me. I'm Nick. Um, Pickle Nick. Yep, you're Pickle oh, Nick. That show is. Have you seen it? That show is so funny. I've seen Rick and Morty. Oh my god! A lot of people haven't seen it. You got to be pretty smart to understand it. But moving on. That's not why we're here. <laughs> uh, we are discussing the next installment of the Fast and Furious series that Nick has. Uh, jumped on the train with or i guess in the car yeah, yeah. jumped on the train i love these train movies choo choo <laughs> um foreshadowing because there's a train part in one of them but it's not foreshadowing for me because i don't know about that but uh we're doing too fast too furious today um watched it yesterday together so it'll be a little fun to jump into it with our thoughts we didn't really talk about it while we watched it so we're, we're, we're moving fresh i mean mostly just live reactions like holy shit that was fucking sick yeah uh but before that, how have you been? Because I actually haven't seen you all week. Yeah, I was night. pretty lonely. You didn't come hang out at least, or not even once, actually. Yeah. I was I was doing a lot of moving stuff. Yeah, big hot shot Hollywood over here. Yeah. I'm uh, officially unemployed. <laughs> Congrats. I'm jealous. Give me a job. <laughs> anyone who listens. I don't know if anyone listens that's in the position to give me a job. Yeah, I mean, Louie, if they haven't... After all this time, and they had that option, that's pretty fucked up. Uh, Crystal, I mean, you live in Canada. I don't know what you'd be doing. You could be, you could become a consultant, I guess. Work with Crystal. That's true. But I'm glad to hear you're good. Yeah. I'm sorry I haven't been over. That's okay. Um, I'm not gonna ask you how you are. It's fine. I'm the same I was before. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm good vibes. Nothing but good energy. All right. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, we had. Well, you had homework, but you didn't do it again, so... Don't even worry about it. All right, well... Don't even give it a second thought. You're going to get the Driving Miss Daisy review one of these days. Maybe. Yeah, probably not, but uh, we must jump into what we watched, because I happened to watch a movie. Oh, all right. And I heard that you watched Humble something. Humble Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should I go first? You want to go first? That's all you, baby. All right. I happened to watch earlier in the week... Or actually, not earlier in the week. I guess yesterday. I watched the... Uh, the right, was it yesterday? Was it yesterday Saturday or Sunday? Yesterday was Sunday. Okay, you so, were with me for the entirety of Okay, it. so Saturday, I watched the new HBO Max movie with Denzel Washington. Ah, uh, yes. Rami Malek and Jared Leto in one hell of a performance. I don't know if it was good. I don't know if it was bad. It was something. It's it was called, a movie. It's called The Little Things. It's a new serial killer drama. Uh... Very reminiscent of Seven, but I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, I mean, it was apparently conceived in the 90s and just sitting on the back burner for the last 30 years. So like Gemini Man. Yeah. No, it's exactly like Gemini Man, but this movie actually just takes place in 1993 for no reason. Oh. And like, but it was kind of cool. It was just an old-fashioned thriller. I, uh, Denzel's could pretty much take the worst movie in the world and still make it somehow watchable uh that's not this um jared leto was pure camp and somehow just i don't know he plays creepy really well which probably says a lot about him <laughs> and uh the one thing i'll say is i don't know if i really enjoyed rami malek's performance i think he made jared leto look like a better actor than he was oh uh i think rami malek just he wasn't an intimidating cop like i guess cops shouldn't be intimidating but he just didn't look like a cop like I, he, I can't even imagine him playing a cop. Yeah, he, like, he plays like a detective. Like, he's supposed to be, essentially, Brad Pitt in Seven. Like What's that. in the box? Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it was. Uh, I'd recommend it. I think you should watch it. I think anyone who's looking for a new movie, it's not a bad way to spend a like a Friday night, Saturday night, little like little tipsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, put a blanket on. That's what I did, and I just watched. Uh, I watched Denzel just be sick. And, I, uh, good I, I honestly thought this until just now that this was somehow a vampire movie. It would have been. Well, you thought it was like a prequel to Morbius. Not even that. I don't know what I was thinking. I just thought there were vampires involved. I didn't tell you what happened in the third act. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Big twist coming. Uh, actually, speaking of the third act, though, I won't ruin it since you're probably going to watch it. But uh goes in a pretty interesting direction. It didn't work at me for first, but the more I thought about it, the more it kind of fits into the theme of the movie. Uh, definitely took me by surprise. But... Yeah, uh, Little Things on HBO Max for the next month, so I'd give it a watch. Um, okay. I heard you uh, watch something, too. I Not also, what you were supposed to watch, but you watched something. No, um, did not pay attention to the syllabus. I also abused HBO Max, and I watched Westworld, the pilot. Never had seen it. Didn't know anything other than it was like a resort for rich people, and it took place in the Wild West, or like the resort did. Uh, yeah, and it really, uh, blew me away, you know? I knew that the expectations were high, and it was, like, highly regarded and all that, but, damn, James Marsden's hot. <laughs> That's your review? Yes. Um. He gets killed so many times, he's I know, so good at it's it. It's kind of like a funny, um, it's kind of a really funny, like, you know, oh, the main character dies, but then it's like this almost like satire on them just keep dying. Yeah. Like, they it, just die every episode. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of Live, Die, Repeat, slash Edge of Tomorrow. Slash uh, You Died Today, Tomorrow, Yesterday, or whatever the comic book's called. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but I agree. Um, Do you know what Westworld is based on? A book. Do you know who wrote the book? Steven Seagal. <laughs> I just imagine him sitting at his fucking laptop being like, this is good. Just fucking doing judo in between sentences. He's doing the Mac. He's yeah. doing the... Uh, no, who wrote it? Uh, Michael Crichton, who wrote Jurassic Park. Oh. And apparently they're like, you know, there's theories that Jurassic World and Jurassic Park are both like in part of Westworld. Jurassic World is in Westworld? Like they think like there's a section of the world that's Jurassic Park. Oh, like they, shit. Yeah, which would be like a really cool... That would be a cool season four. Yeah. Um... Are they Warner movies? No, Jurassic? yeah, I but I'm sure so. they would sell. I'm sure they would do some with the yeah. Rights. They got a little. They got a little deal going on because they did that with Harry Potter. You know, Universal yeah. Yeah. Uh, Studios. Yeah, and and I mean, companies always share their properties around for like individualized stuff like that. That doesn't really. I mean, Westworld's kind of culty anyway, so it's not like it's. I don't know. Who knows what'll happen? But I like the first episode. I can't imagine things go wrong. Well, you should finish fucking sure. Ted Lasso before you finish anything. I do this a lot, actually. I start a lot of shows and then don't finish them. That's why I am so like I'm strictly a one-person TV show, and I even if I like start to get bored of the show, I'm like, no, you're gonna fucking finish it. Like even if you hate it. Oops. Um, except for the X Files, I got up to season six and then stopped. Right Aren't there like the a movie. thousand seasons? There's ten. Yeah, that's a lot. But um. I mean, I'm watching Supernatural right now, and there's 15 seasons. Jesus. I know. And apparently, like, consistent quality all the way through. But, like, the X-Files apparently after season six dipped, so I kind of, like, dipped in. Oh, yeah. But uh, there's, like, a Supernatural Scooby-Doo episode in season 12 where it's, like, fully animated, and they just go into Scooby-Doo world. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. I like that. I like that Scrappy-Doo. Yeah, he's a... He's He's pretty fucking sexy. He's a bad boy. Uh, So, Westworld. Yeah. I watched. I didn't watch it's season a good three. Show. Um, yeah, it was actually a show that I like went out of my way to not learn anything about because I knew one day I would finally watch it, and I was starting to think that's not true. And I really, uh, I really proved myself wrong. So this is a lesson to all the little boys and girls out there. Anything's possible. You too can grow up to be a twenty-five-year-old man who watches Westworld. Three years after it first came out, or I'm actually not when it started. It's like five years, dude, because Damn. it took like a two year gap. Look at me go. Season. Yeah. I mean, I did have a Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. I have only seen the pilot. Yeah. Great pilot. And one other episode where Gus takes the poison with the guy. With the guy. Great stuff. Yeah. Uh, Spoiler alert for Breaking Bad season, yeah. whatever that episode was. I forget what season. I feel like it's four season, or five. Yeah, probably season four. Gus is big in season four. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you watch anything else or just. Um, 
I watched this funny TikTok. I could talk about that for like an hour. An but, hour? Yeah, <laughs> that could be the whole episode. Uh, well, uh, that's my other podcast that I do on the side. Yeah, TikToks for... TikTok goes the clock and the party don't stop, you know? A Nick Madsen podcast. That's Yeah, that's the full <laughs> name. Uh, we did watch something together, obviously, that we watch every week. With this week, we yes. actually watched it together. I am it's... so excited to talk about WandoVision. WandoVision. Uh, yeah, this was a... This was the episode. This was the one that blew the lid off. This was the one that essentially gave us what the plot is. Almost. Like, we still don't know everything. But we now we know that... Um, spoiler alert. We now <laughs> we now know that uh, Wanda is in, essentially, a reality of her own creation. Mm-hmm. She essentially stole a town. Yeah. Um, and hijacked it, turned you it into a sitcom. You wouldn't download a car. You wouldn't steal a town. Yeah. Uh, and Jimmy Woo learned the card trick. I was going to get to that. <laughs> I um, said it already. Um, yeah, and uh, essentially what happened was Monica Rambeau, who's now known as Monica Rambeau, who was Geraldine before, yeah. uh, got kind of sucked into the town. And there's something that I do want to tell you that I just thought of. Okay. Well, I think we should talk that. about the fact that opening... Of the episode is fucking sick. Yeah, we now know that it takes place literally after Endgame. Yeah. Like, right as the yeah. right as the blip started. Yeah, she got um, fucking snap Now, that's what we're going to talk about. That was honestly heartbreaking. Now, now that's what we're going to talk about. Let's hear it. And that's how mutants are created in the universe. Oh, how? I was, I, was th- I was reading something, and essentially it makes a lot of sense. The blip, if you watch, Monica essentially was like, her cells were regenerating, like, on yeah. the fly. Yeah. And they think, like some people's cells were probably mutated coming back in the blip and that would have created the yeah half of all people got fucking mutant power well no not everyone it might just be like they're probably just gonna do something where like only certain people got it like but but monica probably got it because she was the only one who could see the energy field and they think that she could inherit energy because that's something that That happens in our comics photons uh powers yeah so i'm excited to see where that goes uh the other thing was yes jimmy woo learned a card trip which was a callback to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. Which is like, that's why Marvel's great. Because it's just these subtle little things. That, cute like, little thing. Like, hey, yeah. remember? This we, is for you. That weird people like us will notice, but not other people. Yeah. Nobody um, else. So we have uh, Geraldine in the town. And essentially, you're seeing the events of the first three episodes play out in the real world with Darcy, played by Kat Dennings, who's from the Thor movie, the mm-hmm. first two Thor movies, and Jimmy Woo, who's played by Randall Park crushed it yeah um he deserves his own show i think they should the thing with the x-files would be a fun show yeah. although i did see the guy tweeted like fun x-files and x-files is pretty fun like oh, i haven't seen it yeah it's a fun show it's essential but it would be fun in like the marvel cinematic universe to do like an x-files style show with like maybe him tracking down mutants or something Ooh. yeah there you go jimmy woo disney the, call the me for... the hunt for yeah, red october <laughs> yeah jimmy woo and the hunt for red october <laughs> um Maybe October is when all the mutants are massacred. We're in October. Dark. All right. Um, so you have Darcy essentially figuring out that there's a TV show being played in Westview, the town. Uh, the the frequency is, right? It's like they're looking for the frequency that it's a t- It's It's f- like firing out on a broadcast yeah. sequence. Um, a radio frequency. And, and then you see like the uh, Jimmy Woo... T- asking wanda who's doing this to you which we saw in episode one that was a fun that's like the favorite thing my favorite thing that the mcu does is showing you the same event from multiple angles Mm -hmm. like the way we saw the snap in ant-man and the wasp we saw it which is why i'm thinking spider-man which is why i'm thinking that that's how phase four is going to go with these first set of movies where it's going to show the multiverse event from every single character's point of view so like spider-man with his own little spider-verse yeah the uh the multiverse of madness dr strange um i i mean i'm I was, maybe even thor 4 will kind of play into that thor a little thor 4 thor was it uh god is in love or something loving love god. and thunder love and thunder loving loving god Thor, the, the god of love um but yeah and then eventually it's revealed at the end that I mean, Wanda's a villain. Like, she's essentially going down yeah, that path. Fucking, yeah, she. I mean, that's how she started. And she saw fucking um, Vision without his head, without his stone in his head, oh, which that was actually scary. Yeah. It was actually pretty creepy. And yeah, I mean, and 
yo that at the end though the fucking music drop the the needles drop mm-hmm. with uh this I, I forget what song it was but um the aspect ratio changes yeah. when the song starts and it's like the happy family but it's like super fucking it's very snowy outside yeah super fucking dark and scary was yeah yeah i'm excited i'm so excited to see where this goes yeah. um Wando's it, a good show yeah they're they're getting to a point where i think this week they're they're starting to they're starting to lean heavily into revealing things to us because we're on episode five this week that means there's only four episodes left this will probably be like the the meat of like you'll probably find out who agnes is next week you'll probably find mm-hmm. probably find out what's really going on and i'm assuming it's probably going to be like you're gonna get more of the outside world trying to pull wanda out or maybe even yeah. keep her inside because that's probably what they're trying to do they're probably they're probably trying to like keep her inside because it's a little bit safer but they want to know like what led her to how they get in there yeah. just to hijack a town yeah um and then the other thing that i'm sure we'll figure out is like how come some characters don't know they're in this show but other characters do yeah i mean that that'll definitely be uh part of like how her magic's affecting people and what the whole yeah. actual spell is like because for oh, my, my money is on Dottie being probably a bigger part but also it could just be that she like when she sees her hand cut she's like what is this like yeah. why is it? but yo you know how we love bob the fucking the fucking dorky guy with the mustache the funny guy is who, his name bob i think who uh, looks like david schwimmer yeah i don't think his name's bob no well he looks like a bob okay. but um <laughs> the uh shout out my dad the fun, the funniest thing about it is I feel like he's gonna be a like he'll be Mephisto. I low key was thinking that too. Like low key, low key, maybe Loki's behind this whole thing. I doubt it. I think Loki's got some <laughs> shit know, going I on. Know, I know. Although Loki might be another one that has to deal with the multiverse. That's what I was thinking too. I mean, yeah, he's got the TVA going. We're doing time travel, multiverse, all kinds of shit. Um, look at that spike. I know. Slapping your leg. But. Yeah, WandaVision was really good this week. Uh, not much else to say about it, I think. Um, the one thing I wanted to mention that I thought was cool was how when they were doing like the missing persons search, they put it up on a cork board like they were doing casting for a movie. Yeah, or a and TV apparently show. someone said that if you look closely, Agnes is the only one that doesn't have an ID. That's what I was thinking, because who the fuck is that lady? Yeah. She's she, got dubious intentions. Yeah, she doesn't have an ID and everyone else seems to. Like everyone's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. oh, this person's being played by this, this person's yeah. being played by that, and then like Agnes is just like She's just hanging out. Yeah, so that makes kinda hint that something crazy. And also Catherine Hahn is if you ever notice the casting in the credits, it's N. Catherine Hahn, which means that like her billing means she's yeah. definitely a huge part of this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's WandaVision. Uh, we'll talk about it next week, uh, episode five. Obviously. So uh, why don't we just hop right over into the news? Because I think you and I just want to get into talking too fast, too furious. Yes, so I want to vroom vroom the party yeah. starter. All right. Uh, so we got a couple stories this week. Nothing too crazy happened, but uh, The Matrix 4 has a title, reportedly. It was leaked. Uh, this guy told me. This guy on the screen right now. Uh, it's allegedly called The Matrix Resur- Resurrections, which fits in theme with The Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions, which were the two uh, sequels. Verbal meme. Uh, revolutions in Wolf of Wall Street. Yep. Put in that clip. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. All right. Uh, the title comes via a gift sent to a hairstylist from the Matrix 4, which was a trench coat featuring the Matrix iconic digital rain. That's actually a sick trench coat. I fucking wear that. Yeah. yeah trench coats are um, school shooter as fuck. It just says, uh, the trench coat has a letter. It says, during these extraordinary times in the making of the Matrix resu- Resurrections. So, we're leaving Earth. Each, each. I believe that is German. Yeah. Lana and James, which are the two co-directors. Who's James? Uh, oh, James McTigue or whatever. Mc, I fucking say that name. McTeague. Hope that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, Lana Wachowski, James McTeague, who directed V for Vendetta, uh, and the Wachowski. Right. Although apparently the Wachowskis just kind of shadow directed it, like, yeah. a, like a poltergeist situation. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited. Matrix Four is releasing. They were, they were possessing James, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Matrix 4 is releasing in theaters and on HBO Max on December 22nd, 2021. That's this year. Yep. Uh, Look it up. Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss reprising the roles as Neo and Trinity. No no Larry Fishburne, though, coming back. Oh, that's what he gets for not signing with Verve. But you know who is? Yaya Abdul 
Mahim Is too. he playing? I think he's playing Morpheus? young. He might be playing young Morpheus because it might involve time travel, Ooh. which sounds sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, Matrix Four, very excited for that. Huge Matrix fan. I also happen to like the sequels, even though I do think the third sequel is not the best. Mm. Told you the insurance called me back. Someone's calling you again. Is that your phone? No, I'm holding my phone. Oh. Um. Anyway, yeah, Matrix Four coming out. Keep December this. 22nd. Keep this part in. Uh, the next story is, have you heard about the GameStop? Game, more like game stock. Oh! <laughs> Off the top. Just came up with that. Um, well, anyway. <laughs> the, yes. Uh, the yes, I have. All right. Uh, GameStop had a bit of a, uh, well, this last week, there's been a lot of going on with, like, uh, Reddit, small-time Reddit stock investors, I Stonks. guess. They're not yeah. small-time. The one dude is, has made, like, $11 million. Well... Did he make $11 million before he got into this or after? After. Like, so, I mean, so, like, he was, like, a trader already. Oh. But, yeah. All right. Um, well. Uh, Retail investing. Really sticking it to the man. Yes, exactly. It's basically. So, uh, the inevitable movie was to bound to happen. Yeah. We just didn't know it was going to happen this soon. During the whole thing. Yeah. It's not even over yet. I mean, it's like when a movie likes writing the script while they're filming and they still, like, don't have an ending. And they're yeah. just, like, filming and they're just like, well, we got to get to the end. What's the ending? It's like if Adam McKay was chilling in the Goldman Sachs bathroom writing the big short. Or if. Well, like, actually, it would be more like the author of the big short. Writing that, and then Adam McKay is sitting over his shoulder watching it. Well, MGM has acquired the book proposal, The Antisocial Network, from New York Times bestselling author Ben Mesrich. Is that? Mesrich, probably. Mesrich. The book will look to tell the story of a ragtag group of amateur investors, gamers, and internet trolls who brought Wall Street to its knees. So the book hasn't even been written yet. No. Wait. Insiders have said that Mesrich and his reps... Two <laughs> took the book proposal mm-hmm. to market last week, and by Friday night, MGM had acquired the rights. Yeah, that's it. And dude, last week was like what Monday was when this was happening. Uh, Wednesday. That means this dude like Wednesday was when it blew up. So that means like this dude that. has been writing this book probably for like three days. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in this. I guess I just don't know how. Like, I don't know. We still don't like know where it's gonna go. It could be like the worst fucking ending ever. Like nothing could happen. And then, I mean, I don't think nothing is going to happen, but this guy sounds like a total squid and like just the, the log line alone, like a ragtag group of trolls and editors, oh, whatever. He it actually wrote, so goofy. he actually, this guy wrote, um, bringing down the house, the inside story of six MIT students who took Vegas for millions, which was adapted into the film 21. All right. 21 was actually Maybe pretty, he's not a squid. Yeah, 21 was a pretty solid movie. Actually, did you see that one? No, it was with, but it was shot at BU. It, yeah, it was with uh, Jim, the dude, Jim Sturgis. Yeah, dude from the Beatles movie. Yeah. Uh, Across the Universe. Um, Kate Bosworth. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, one, that one guy who we kind of don't talk about anymore. Hmm, I don't know. Who was in a, a movie called Baby Driver. He was a villain. Oh, uh, His name's Sting. Kevin James. Or Flea. Yeah, Kevin James. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, it's good. But yeah, good movie. Kevin Spackey. I actually like Twenty One a lot. It was a pretty enjoyable movie. But uh, it I was like Twenty One Jump Street. Not the same movie, but it was. This was not. Wait. Oh wow! Wait, Mesrick actually wrote the Social Network movie <laughs> or the book. <laughs> All right, I take back everything I said. Yeah, maybe so, he'll do a good job. Yeah, so actually, it's kind of. It seems a bit early. Wait, he called the anti-social network. So okay, if he's making fun of his own thing, then I'm a, I'm alright with it. But yeah. you should. Oh wait, pop- no, 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 no. Uh. You're reading the article wrong. The project will reunite MGM's Michael DeLuca and... Mesrick, who's the guy oh, who wrote the book, shit. to adapt Mesrick's... Right, delete this whole part. I'm yeah, bad no, at reading. I'm keeping it in there, and we're going to get fucking... Fuck. We're going to get... Is it Ben Mesrick? Yeah, we're going to get Ben Mesrick on this fucking podcast. You're going to have to apologize to him and kiss his fucking feet. That would be funny. Yeah. Ben but is, I still don't like the logline. I mean, it just sounds it like... It should be written by someone who was in the shit. It just sounds like a generic logline. Yeah. How many like, stonks does this Ben guy have? Probably none. He probably invests a pretty good amount if he's writing about it every fucking week. Maybe he doesn't have any game stonks. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I'm curious. I just don't, you know, we'll have to see how this plays out. But it looks like this guy's jumping pretty early and maybe knows something that we don't about this. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know things too, Ben. Uh, yeah. Um, Next question. I don't, I, I think that's it. Um, there's no other. Oh, Justice League, uh, the Snyder Cup. 
the it, posters? Uh, posters and the release date. Oh, yeah. Uh, the release date for Justice League, the Snyder Cut on HBO Max is March, <laughs> is March uh, 18th which is not that long away. No, that's about a month and a half. Yeah, and then the day after that is Falcon Winter Soldier's first episode, for probably first two or three episodes coming out. Um, oh, shit. So we actually have to wait in between WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier? Well, I mean, there's nine episodes, and we're on episode four right now, so that's five more weeks. Oh, okay. So there's mind. probably only like a two or three week yeah. gap, which will be like probably... The... I can survive that. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Snyder Cut, we talked about last week. I think it's officially going to be a four-hour film. Um, but the posters look cool. There was a cool they little do. Death of Superman nod with uh, yeah. the, the JL logo on, like, a beaten-down flag in black and white. I don't think the movie's black and white, but he just loves the black yeah, and white Yeah, he loves that aesthetic. It's very Zack Snyder-y looking. It would like be really posters. cool if there was a... I, I'd assume they're probably going to release a black and white cut, and I would probably watch it once just because... I don't know. I would have to see how the good this movie is, because I remember Justice League being pretty not great. Well, I mean, I'm assuming this is a completely different movie. Or at least, like... I hope so. Or at least, like, just so much that we're going to enjoy it regardless. Yeah. Um, I did watch Logan's Blu-ray. came with, uh, like, Logan right, Noir right. cut, and I watched that one, and I actually took, like the old-timey 20th Century Fox logo with Technicolor added to oh, it. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was cool. Even though, we're not Technicolor because it was black no, and white. No, yeah, it wouldn't be. But it was called, oh, Cinemascope. Cinemascope, yeah. Um, yeah, it was cool. And it, it was, uh, and I think Mad Max did something like that too. Which, like, Mad Max is such a vibrant movie. Yeah. Or, like, Fury Road. Um, but one. the black and white one was apparently pretty cool. <laughs> but, like, you can take a TV and just do black and white. Like that's essentially just a black and white version for anything, but I, yeah. but like, um, I know that like, Mangold and George Miller and I'm assuming Zack Snyder probably are doing a separate cut where they're actually like beefing the shadows and stuff up, so you can actually tell like. Yeah, there was something with how they shot or how they designed his suit so that if he wanted, if he got his way, he could adjust it to make it look black, mm-hmm. and like the studio wouldn't let him do that for the theatrical cut i don't remember the whole story but i'm excited i'm interested to see the new suit yeah i think i think it's gonna be fun i know we're gonna enjoy it we're gonna we're gonna have a i think that'll probably be a big episode yeah because we'll probably talk about that we might just have to make that episode the fucking like like just that be the what the central topic Mm -hmm. the episode is because it's gonna be like a four hour yeah for real uh we'll get to that later uh yeah so snyder cut's coming out march 18th yeah, uh, I think that's it for news. I don't know anything unless you know anything else that's happened. I, I, mm-hmm. it's been a pretty quiet week. I got a new phone. And that's news to everyone. Yeah. Uh, what do we do after news? Do we go into Fast and Furious? Are we too fast and too furious in this shit? Yeah, we really floored it in this episode. I mean, there Let's hasn't been it. a lot that's happened, you know. That's true. Other than my new phone. Yeah. Well, we can talk about that for ten minutes <laughs> if you want. Nah, there's not much to say. All right. Okay. What's up? He's here, man. Where's he at? over there don't look excuse me mr veron would like for you to join him let's do it what i'm talking about it's all right let him in go sit down i'll talk to you in a second how you doing good enjoying your night yeah i'm having a guitar good good She's beautiful, isn't she? Hmm. Yeah. She's gorgeous. You got balls, kid. (laughs) I can appreciate that. Women are a very powerful force. You see the blonde sitting with the gentleman right here. Five minutes of her time and she can get anything she wants from you. I love you. Watch. (laughs) I wonder where they're going. Sit down. So you uh, lit my man's car on fire, is that right? Yeah, I did. You see, 
I got a problem with authority. I have that same problem. For me, it's cops in particular. Yeah. Too good movie. fast, too fucking furious. Paul Walker, no Vin this time, but they come in with Tyrese, another bald man. <laughs> this movie, this movie, gotta have one bald that's, guy. In yeah, it. it's part of Paul Walker's contract. Well, that's he how needs you, to share yeah. scenes with well, a bald guy. That's how you know when Fast Five uh, is fucking better than the rest because it's got him and The Rock, two bald men in it oh, now, right. and Tyrese. You got oh, he comes back. Yeah, you got triple bald now. All right. I was nervous starting watching the movie. I was like, oh fuck, this guy's gonna die, and we're not gonna see him in another movie. But I'm glad he made it. No, to he's him. he. They all kind of just show up in the rest, like. That's good. Yeah, you're going to be hyped. Um, yeah, Too Fast, Too Furious. Let's pull up some of the stat lines <laughs> of Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, average mile time from Paul Walker, 30 seconds. Actually, that's probably pretty close. Yeah. 120 miles per hour. Uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. It was directed by John Singleton, oh. R.I.P. Written by Michael Brandt and Derek Haas. I forgot about that. I thought Neil Moretz wrote it. No, he produced it, dog. Wait, let's see something. Yeah, we'll see it after. Okay. Um, John Singleton directed, written by Michael Brent, Derek Haas, as you said, uh, starring Paul Walker, Tyrese Gibson, also yes. known as Tyrese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eva Mendes, Cole Hauser, Luda. Yeah. <laughs> Ludacris and James Reamer, and we're just gonna call shout her out, Devin Aoki. Yeah, Suki. Yeah, and um. Yeah, it was uh, it was just I don't know. You said this might be your favorite one so far. I mean, yeah, I've only seen two, but uh, the fact that they're gradually getting better for you says a lot about yeah. what's about to happen. Because I, I was think... also surprised to learn that this got negative reviews. No, they, I thought this movie was fucking sick. They all got negative reviews. <laughs> Damn. Except for like I think Fast Five has like a seventy. Oh, wow. uh, Fast Seven or Furious Seven has the most is like an eighty three percent. Oh, is that just the one where Paul Walker died? Or, yeah, well, they, or like, af they, they made did it after the whole, he died? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that one had, like, a... So that was just people feeling bad because they didn't like it when yeah. he was alive. So I mean, Fast... The fate, the fate of the Furious and Hobbs and Shaw are in, like, their, like the late 60s. So, I mean, like, these are, like, moderate to positive, but, you like... the high 60s? Like, the, 68? You said late 60s. Well, yeah, like, okay. high 60s. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I just... I think a lot of people these are like re critic proof movies where like if you like these movies you're gonna like them like that's kind of that's kind of how it's how it seems like this uh, developed like a fan base a fan yeah. base pretty much and like everyone just loves these movies when they come out like everyone's kind of aware that like they're the best bad movies yeah. out there because like they're kind they're cheesy and they're, they're classic they're summer the blockbuster movies yeah but like the characters are entertaining. It, there's like yeah. good energy. We talked about the diversity of like the cast and yeah. just like the story, and it it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel <laughs> it doesn't feel pushed off, or it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like you're trying to. Um, they're trying to like, what's the word? Um, shoehorn, shoehorn diversity. Sure, is that like a term? Uh, I mean, shoehorning something is yeah. Like, you know what I'm talking about when, like, a movie will try to be, like, let's put in a oh, couple diverse yeah. it's actors. Not, they're not, it's not tokenism. Yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah, no, it just feels authentic. Yeah, um, this is a very, especially for 2003, Yeah, uh, you don't have a lot of diversely led. Too Fat, uh, Too Furious. Series, or, like, big franchises. Um, Yo, John Singleton looks exactly like just an older Tyrese. <laughs> I thought... You thought that was Tyrese, didn't no, you? No, no, I didn't. I thought that was uh, Michael Clark Duncan no, first, because he didn't have his mouth open. That's John Singleton. I uh, couldn't see his top teeth. R.I.P. to John Singleton, though. He passed away last year or two years ago. R.I.P. to Michael Clark Duncan. Also, um, John Singleton's a good director. Have you seen uh, Boys in the Hood? I have not. It's a good movie. I've been meaning um, to. It's funny. He actually... Uh, I was reading a little bit about this, and John Singleton was just like a huge fan of the first Fast and Furious. He was like this like classic movie, so he was like immediately like, I want to direct the next one, <laughs> like, which is sick. Like that's what's up. And, and he, man's got taste. And we were talking about how like it's directed pretty like weirdly and uniquely, where like the mm -hmm. cameras are very like it loved to do this like one eighty twists. Yeah, and big like, big camera movements and yeah. like hard cuts. Yeah, just like to have it was just I feel like it was just having fun. Yeah. Um, this movie got a. Wow, it was nominated for two awards at the Golden Raspberries. Yeah. Those movies, those awards are kind of mean-spirited. They are. Um, 
Rotten Tomatoes said it won't tax the brain cells. I mean, yeah, my brain was intact I mean, by that's the time we got a, out of it. I don't it. know why that's a bad thing. Uh, anyway, so... Not every movie's got to make you fucking think. Yeah, too fast, too... just fun to have fun. Yeah, too fast, too furious. Let's jump into... Uh, let's ju- let's jump into the uh, the plot. So, this one sees Brian O'Connor uh, following the events of the last one. He's kind of like, uh, is what he's on the run? I guess he's kind of on the run. I mean, yeah, he's like an outlaw, not like a vigilante or anything, but he's no longer a cop. He just he like let his yeah, his mark go. He just quit the cop, but he didn't get like in trouble. Like he kind of. I just, think he got fired. I'm pretty sure that. But you didn't go. You didn't go to prison, right? Oh anything. yeah, no. yeah. Um, he's just chilling in a garage. So he's just been kind of like living his life in Miami. Uh, been racing a lot and the um making cash in the first scene. Yep. U.S. Customs Service. Uh. Kind of. I guess they apprehend him. Well, yeah, because that race he gets. Yeah. Uh, he gets caught at the end. They apprehend him and they ask him to, or they essentially get him to go undercover to apprehend drug lord Carter Verone, played by Cole Hauser. Uh, in exchange for the eraser of his and Roman Pierce, his, uh, I guess, childhood buddy. Yes. From uh, Barstow. Barstow, uh, the eraser of their criminal records. And essentially, it's just like a, it's like half racing, half a drug crime movie. Yeah. And good fun. Yeah, all around good, clean, family fun. I mean, yeah, people get shot, but, uh, and there's like, that was some pretty sexual moments, but yeah, you know. that rat torture sequence. Oh yeah, that was pretty fucking hardcore for a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, no, I remember it being. Uh, I remember seeing this. And I was like, and it feels very out of place. Although in Fate a of the Furious, bit. there's another scene that's pretty dark for a PG thirteen. Oh, these movies Can't will wait. just turn it up zero to hundred real quick. Uh, yeah, you got um, and then along the way, you meet he meets people like uh, Taj Parker, who plays a part later. Uh, is played by Ludacris with his fucking sick afro. Yeah. Uh, he's really swaggy in the beginning. Like he's just strolling, strutting through that racing, running the show. Um, and he's got a. Actually, I don't know. Is he officially like with Suki at that point, or are they just like fucking? Just some sexual tension, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, they they hook up in the end, and I'm pretty happy for everyone. Like this picture of Paul with his tongue out. Yeah, he looks pretty sexy. Um. Devin Aoki as Suki plays the sole female driver in the film. <laughs> oh yeah, the only woman in behind the steering wheel. Uh, yeah, Good but for her. um, so as they go through, as uh, they're kind of getting in with Carter Verone, they also meet Monica Fuentes, played by Eva Mendez, who uh, classic like uh, undercover agent for a year, like. Is she? Is she not? She's too deep. Turned. Yeah. Um, essentially, this movie's just like a super streamlined version of Departed, minus oh, yeah, minus up. Boston accents. Yeah. Um, and you, me, honey. you know that song? Yeah. Will Big Willie style. Will Smith. <laughs> um, and yeah. So essentially, the I guess with carter verone he just they want to just transport money like they just want to pick up and transport money they want they want fuck out yeah they want really uh talented getaway drivers and roman and brian both are kind of they win the tryout and essentially if you think about the plot kind of just like has three different parts that like really matter and the rest is just like exciting like it's just fun It's a lot of the plot is very straightforward. And yeah, it's just kind of like uh, it's a little bit like Mando, the way you got like all these little side missions to go yeah. get along to the final thing. Um, so they get to the end, they get the money, and they kind of put a plan together to both get the cops off their trail and also to uh, basically save their own ass and get Carter Verone and capture him. And uh, yeah, there's ejector seats involved. That was fucking sick. Sick. Um, there's. A little bit of a uh, little bit of a uh, hey, how are you? When he uh, when they go to the wrong fucking spot, it turns out Carter Verone was like one step ahead of you, bitch. Oh yeah, that was and, no good. And then Brian and Roman fucking Roman saves the day when he just comes. And he goes, it's Barstow, bitch, yeah. and he just drives in and slams into the car. Not a Barstow native, but I'm definitely gonna start saying that. Oh, and you remember? And then after that, when they catch up, um, Roman takes the dude who's in Brian's car on the the last like straightforward path to the uh 
to drop the money off the carter and they just kicked the shit out of this guy remember they were just stepping yeah. on him and like spitting on him gratuitously kicking this man in the face yeah but he wouldn't go down so. yeah it was great at that uh, point you got to learn to just turtle and then uh and then roman's all like we got to get they're on the boat and then the seeds are planted in this movie for the rest of the entire series to go over the top when they drive their car over a ramp onto the boat. But it's not like um, Starsky and Hutch, the movie, yeah. when they drive over the boat. It's like, oh, shit, you completely just drove over the boat like an idiot. No, they like this movie makes <laughs> sure they land on the boat. Yeah. Oh, wait, was Starsky and Hutch like the same year or like a year after this? It's like 05. Okay, so they were probably making fun of that. That same. could be true. Yeah. Um I mean, I'm I'm assuming I feel like Todd Phillips is a Fast and Furious fan. Probably. I just feel like the type of type of person he is, the type of guy. Yeah. I just feel like he loves like like kind of over the top shit like this. Yeah. Uh but yeah, and, and aim for the bushes. Oh wait, that's that's Adam McCain. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. They, they save <laughs> they save the day um and walk away. Walk away cuz uh they hungry. Their pot their pockets are full. <laughs> And they fucking have just money strapped around their waistband. And yeah, and that's it. I mean, I don't know. This is just like a good, fun, entertaining. I'm glad that you liked it. Cause yeah, don't worry about it, cuh. Don't worry about it, cuh. Yeah, Paul Walker has some wine deliveries in this that are... that I had seen that scene before, but I didn't realize that it was from this. Nor did I know the context. And it's way funnier to me now. Um, that's the thing. It's like these movies kind of know they're ridiculous. So like yeah. you can be in on the joke with them. Yeah. Like, I mean, unless Paul Walker genuinely spoke like that in real life, which is also funny. I don't think he did. I doubt it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, just, I don't know. These movies are just, they're just, they're fun. Like I just enjoy, like they make me feel good when I watch them. Like they're just entertaining. And this, what is this? hundred and... 108 minutes dude yeah. they do start to get a little like i think like too fast or uh fate of the fury is like 145 minutes Oof, that's yeah. a long one yeah um but yeah, good good quick bite you know yeah and now that's we, a good idea for a streaming service and then we hop on over fast food near me yeah here there's an ant oh god damn it keep it keep it in um there is a. Did you know there's an animated show on Netflix called Fast and Furious Spy Racers, and it's um, Dominic Toretto's cousin. No, I didn't. And not apparently, know that. it's actually like entertaining. Okay. It's an animated show though, but uh, yeah. And then where we we move on over after this, this is where it gets a little funky now. See, Tokyo Drift comes out after. Correct. But we go to Fast and Furious with just a stellar poster. Oh, that is a good poster. Um, one thing Fast and Furious series has, they have pretty sick posters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, after this, it essentially, like, the next Fast and Furious movie after Furious, or, uh, Too Fast, Too Furious is essentially, like, it's the beginning of a trilogy in the series, but, like, the trilogy kind of then morphs into, like, oh, yeah, then we're just gonna connect the trilogy to the next set of the trilogies that we do. Okay. Essentially just an overarching, like, storyline, but this one kind of begins an arc, that um see because this one is a direct sequel to the fast and the furious so like it essentially like continues the story of everything from the first one okay. and then the fifth one takes like everything else and kind of morphs them together right. so it's gonna get real fun uh directed by justin lynn yeah he's the guy he directs i think four five six and he's doing nine and ten. So this was his first one coming up. No, he Tokyo Drift. He did Tokyo Drift. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited for Tokyo Drift. Yeah, but that's not till we, that's not till six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, but I see. Hear as a result, this spawned a shift within the series chronological order, setting Fast and Furious between the two installments, Too Fast and Fast and Furious, to account for absences. Okay. All right. I'll just trust your guidance on this one because I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, but you'll enjoy it. Um. Yeah, so Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, before we we like to kind of talk about favorite parts, uh, give me your favorite part. And um, yeah, I mean it's probably. Is it the? Don't line? worry about it, cuz. <laughs> I I made us rewind that and watch it again. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> Said don't worry about it, cuz. Yeah. Uh, also the uh, the relay race scene where they go against 
Fonzie and whatever. And guy. Fabio. Yeah, yeah, Fonzie and Fabio. Um, <laughs> that scene was pretty cool and very creative way to do a race scene. Yeah, no, that was the thing. That's the thing the series does too. Is like it knows how to build tension through races. Like it just makes them all because like, you kind of not like racial tension. Well, sometimes. Oh, okay. No, but um, <laughs> I mean, weirdly, in the first one with Asians. Yeah, that's true. There's uh, there's some weird, uh, yeah, weirdly racist Asians. I think my, there. yeah, I think my favorite part is um, probably the the scene with uh, <laughs> with the car when they're like. Oh yeah, the scene with the car in this movie about that, cars. Never mind the the one where they wash the windshield and they're oh, like, and he lights it on fire. Yeah, he's yeah. like, hey, need to clean your windshield. He's like, yeah. and Roman's definitely like just speaking gibberish, trying to sound like it's Spanish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just I like the. I love the action and like the driving in these movies, but the banter between the characters is always what kind of I think that's what yeah. makes I think that's what made the series last ten movies. Because Paris Gibbs and Hams it the fuck up, and I yeah. love it. He's got he's a good charismatic actor. Like oh, he's he's fu- he's in yeah, and he actually I mean we'll get to it when we talk about like I think Fast Five Six and Hobbs and Shaw kind of because mm-hmm. uh, he was really pissed that The Rock got a fucking movie and oh, he didn't. Shit. But also like I don't think Tyrese is good enough to drive. The, a movie himself i think he's perfect companion like a mm. complimentary piece especially when you get to the more ensemble fast and furious movies mm-hmm. when you get like him and uh tej Ludacris's character yeah um do have a lot of banter together and they almost like golf on their own missions and then him and the rock also have some good okay. banter i was very excited to learn that Ludacris will be back and in a main role yeah and he's actually like, I knew like he was fun. in the movies but i didn't know it was yeah he's role. actually really fun and like weirdly they just like tell you later on like oh yeah he knows karate and he just like kicks the <laughs> shit out of people <laughs> all right um and then uh fucking what the hell's the girl's name from um game of thrones the one that played misandry Mil- Misan- you Misande? know the, the one with the curly hair not not the red witch the other one you know what i'm talking about uh khaleesi's right hand girl yes yeah she's in it too and like she she's a hacker oh. and then Ty- tyrese and Ludacris want to like fuck her but they just like nice. They basically just the whole thing is like them just trying to like one up each other and be like, "I'm the better man for you." <laughs> it's really fucking That's great. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah, too fast, too furious. Good stuff. I mean, just a good fun summer. It's just a classic like summer blockbuster. Yeah, it made me not feel like it was coronavirus. Yeah, good. I'm glad. Yeah. You know, we gonna just streamline the Fast and Furious movies so you watch them all so you feel good. Yeah, I just put them all in my fucking veins. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was it. Uh, it's our. I guess that's too fast, too furious. I American mean. Muscle. I remember that line. It was so yeah. fucking dumb. We got, you dumb motherfucker. You're gonna lose. Yeah, now. we got anything to talk about or with Fast and Furious? Anything else you want to talk about? Are you just excited? Mm, to no. Just, this uh, this was good. Good yeah, movie. Fun. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Oh, Chris Morgan's the guy who writes the rest of them. That's who I was thinking of. Uh, okay. He writes like every Fast and Furious movie after the second one. Cool. Um, which is crazy. He essentially has like a gig as like just a franchise screenwriter, and they're all like, I mean, they're not like the best scripts in the world, but they're all like their own yeah. perfect little like Fast and Furious script. Um, yeah. So that's it for Too Fast Too Furious. We'll be back next week. Are we doing? Is next week? Uh, is, is it Batman? Is I it? Don't recall. It's Batman. in my calendar. Me... Yeah, I don't remember what we're doing. I was trying to think about that because I know it's not. Is it Marvel next week? It very well maybe. I think it's Marvel. Oh, it's even better. It's our uh, Valentine's Day episode. Next week? Yeah, dude, next week is... This episode is coming out, like, on February 4th. The next one comes out on the 11th, which is the weekend before Valentine's Day. Oh. I'm watching the most romantic movie of all time. Okay. Don't say the title. Okay. Figure it out, loser. Okay, okay. Next week's gonna be a fun one. I'm excited. I haven't, yeah. I haven't watched it in a bit, I'm so... Gonna lose my shit next week it's gonna um, be a five hour episode all right uh last segment so i don't have a pitch <laughs> okay do you have a pitch probably um i wrote down a bunch do we of have another segment now. we can do was there another we had the we can't do the russian move leg because you still don't watch the last ones <laughs> but there was another one wasn't there and for the last segment that we figured out we're gonna do we're gonna just give each other movies to watch we're gonna give movies we're gonna call it movies that we haven't seen Movies that we haven't seen, 
Yes. As in, you haven't seen a movie I've seen, and I haven't seen a movie you've seen. Yes. That's how life works. Uh, Do you want to give me my movie first? Also, yes, we're adding another movie to Nick's plate, but he promised me... I think he's going to watch them all because the movie that we do have coming up as our main movie is one of Nick's favorites, and I know he's going to watch that one. Yes. So I think you... You can't stop me from watching it. So you're going to watch every other one. Yeah. Uh, So your movie is kind of in theme with the holiday of Valentine's Day. It's cute rom-com from the uh, late 90s, early aughts. I can't remember. I think it came out in like 98, 99. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Nora Ephron classic You've Got Mail. With Timmy Hanks. Yes, where he had uh, Poison Ivy way up his asshole. Is that a part of the movie? Yep, it most certainly well, is. Why did you spoil it for me? Well, that's, uh, that's the name of the show. That's like finding Look out Thanos kills them all. Well, I don't know that. <laughs> it was uh, in the comics. All right, Just and, like this. It was in the comics and, that he has Poison Ivy in his ass, and that's how right. they meet. And my movie that I'm going to give you is a movie that is also in theme of the holiday spirit. Uh, Valentine's Day. It's a, a Serbian film. Oh, that's not what you said earlier. No, it's uh, I'm giving you uh, the King of Staten Island, one that you've been meaning to watch for a while. One, yeah. of, in my mind, one of the more underrated movies of last year. Uh, Judd Apatow's always, uh, even though his movies are always like 20 minutes too long, <laughs> they're still really uh, entertaining and funny and just make you feel good. And Pete, I, I personally really like Pete, Pete Davidson. Yeah, you got there. <laughs> Pete Davidson, uh, he co-wrote this with Apatow, oh, and uh, you got Bill Burr. I love Billy. Uh, Hot Aunt May. I love Marissa, Marissa Tomei. Tomei. Um, I was going to say May. But... May Tomei. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good name. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just a fun, just a fun movie. It's definitely twenty minutes too long, but I think, right. I think I'll you're, cut it. I'll stop it twenty minutes early. I, I think you're going to enjoy it though. Yeah. I think so too. So uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's spoiler alert this week. I mean, that was a good episode. Crisp, crisp, crisp fifty. Up. High and tight like my haircut. Yep. Uh, so before we sign off. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Beef Dubois. You can follow our page at uh, We Spoil Movies on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we can follow Nick at at Pringles. This episode, you think I forgot to do an ad, but I didn't. No. Uh, there's this episode sponsored by Pringles. You put your hand down the can. Who knows what's inside? At Pringles on all social media. Uh, yeah. Um, We'll be back next week with our Valentine's Day themed episode. You might hear me and Nick doing a little fun stuff on camera. Hell yeah. Uh, kissing frogs. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see you next week. And uh, any final thoughts? I don't want to shovel the snow. You've got mail. Oh, yeah, that's the movie.